We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Ty Windish. I'm joined as always by my patient co-host, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Doing well, you know. It's a it's a little break for Bucks basketball. They don't play their next game until Saturday. Uh, we've had a nice little week off here and we will continue to have some time off. So it's uh it's been nice. Yeah, the content's still coming, um, but the Bucks basketball, at least outside of the weird all-star stuff we'll talk about later in this pod, is off until uh, Saturday. At least their heavy front-loaded schedule slash no postponements. Maybe a couple extra days off there. I know some other teams start earlier, but the Bucks off until Saturday when they play the Nets. Hopefully they have Goran Dragic for that game. Um, no news there yet. He has not declared to sign with anyone. We know the Bucks have been in touch. We know the Nets have been in touch. A few other teams are pursuing him. We won't know yet. There's no real reason for him to sign over the next few days because, like, nobody's home. Everyone's on break. Like, this is NBA summer vacation, basically, outside of the actual summer. But um, we'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed. How do you feel about getting Dragic? What's your, what's your take right now? I think they have a good shot. I do think they have a good shot. I, again, I would really, really like it if yeah. they did. He's the top guy in the buyout market. He's the only one that could actually make like playoff impact uh, out of everyone who's currently available on the buyout market. So definitely, definitely a priority for the Bucks. You think Gary Harris could, but he's probably not getting bought out, it seems, based on latest reporting? Yeah, which is dumb, honestly. <laughs> just do it. But just buy out your whole rotation, Orlando. We We need some help. Yeah, like they're going to want to lose, aren't they? I mean, I don't think Gary Harris is going to save them. I mean, but if I, but if you're if you're trying to make your best shot. I don't know. I, I they might be in a position where they have so many young guys already where they're like, we'll take a one or two worth worse lotto spot and like maybe get some positives out of this year. I don't know. 
We'll see. Yeah, Hopefully they buy Gary we, we have yeah, we have more to talk about than Gary Harris in Orlando. Um, but fingers crossed on Dragic. No news yet. Could come at really any time. Even if he doesn't sign, the news could come earlier. Um, but he met with the Nets. The Suns now have an opening. I know the Bulls are interested. Uh, yeah, Bulls, Clippers, Lakers. There's been no reporting about the Suns, but uh, remember, like seven, eight years ago now, he did uh, see Dragic, there. He he did not like it in <laughs> Phoenix, uh, and then uh, you know sort of got his wish to go to Miami because he really, really didn't like it in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, kind of went around for point guards in Phoenix there. Well, because they were all there, and then they all left. Yeah, and then Brandon Knight showed up and fell apart sadly. Um, still, could it worked out for somewhere. Phoenix. Yeah, not well, kind of. Um, I, if he goes to the, if Dragic goes to the Nets, I'll be actually upset because, like, feels like just a running it back of the off season where we all salivated over Patty Mills and then he went there. Um, I mean, if he goes to like, I, I would just call him a bum probably if he goes to a different team because it's like you're not. Contending, he goes to the Lakers. Yeah, you're not contending on the Lakers. Like, come on. Maybe you get a big deal next season or something. Probably not. They don't like the space, the one but. team I wouldn't be super upset about. Like would be the Bulls. Yeah, but I still I think like. But I, also with the Nets, you're not going to get playing time as much. They're already guard heavy. Well, every other game is a lot of minutes open at the one. It's true, and we we don't we well, I guess it depends. You know how they look at Ben Simmons and how much he can actually play as well. But um, you know they they had two superstar guards coming into the season. Now they have point five. So it's uh, funny how things can change pretty quickly for Brooklyn there. But I would just be upset because it's like, come on, man. But the Bulls, I think it's almost a similar situation to the Bucks, where there's less minutes if you're fully healthy, but right now they're not. And if you have to pick one of those two, probably pick the Bucks. Probably pick the one with Giannis and give you the best shot in the postseason. We're going to the Midwest. Might as well go to the better team. Exactly. Um, I don't think we have many Bulls listeners, so I'm happy saying that. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean – I was thinking Ty, like, you'll find out. Here we are. I will find out. I am the one who will find out. I was just going to say something nice about Chicago. He'd probably pick Chicago as a city over Milwaukee, but honestly, you can just commute, my guy. Uh, a lot of Bulls fans do to watch their team pick up L's uh, at Fiserv. But okay, we're here to talk about non-Dragic stuff. We'll follow up whenever he signs with a new podcast and more. But let's talk about Chris Middleton, who has inevitably become a lightning rod to Bucks fans on Bucks Twitter. This is my shocked face. No one is surprised. This happens every year. Although, people are acting like it doesn't happen every year. And by it, I mean, you know, Chris playing well most of the time. Really poorly by his standards some of the time. The new low point. Just an awful game before the break. Our playback game uh, against the 76ers. A game the Bucks should have won eight times over and lost Really, really tough loss. Had a terrible touch pass out of bounds. Missed, what, like 10 of his 11 threes or something like that. It was terrible. He, he was 2 of 12. Missed 10 of his 12. There it is. Um, not a good game for Chris at all. But this just feels like something that happens in regular seasons and also sometimes more rare in the playoffs with Chris. And I don't know. Are we just confused that people are surprised at this point? I think... It's it's the ex, it's the extremes of the reaction, and again, like I I have not been engaging in this discourse. Like I, I applaud you for doing so, for stepping into the woods. I, and actually I, do, I, I do the I, Adam McGee. I do the full Adam McGee. It's like 
You tweet and then the mute pin, the notifications. Throw the grenade. I just put my phone down. I see them come in. I just I just skim through. I hit like if they're reasonable. I I you know what? I changed my Twitter strategy recently. What is that? I'm a blocker now. I block. Ooh. I block fast, and it's not for me. Gonna get up on my soapbox. It's for my dear followers. You know what kept happening? So someone is slightly rude, but not like totally over the line or just annoying. And I would click mute, right? So I'm like, well, whatever, yell into the abyss. But then people I follow or who follow me, we have like, you know, that good relationship started bickering with these people in the replies. And I'm like, just, oh, like, no, leave it alone. Like, don't do this. It's not worth it. Then like, the easiest way to avoid that is the block. So yeah, I'm handing out blocks left and right now. Hmm. That's a that's a good strategy. You're thinking about the followers. I should maybe do that. It's a, it's a that bad happens experience. to me too. I, I don't want I don't want someone to go to my page and be like, oh, Ty said something stupid about the bucks. Click on it and then get in a fight for 30 minutes. That's what I try to avoid about Twitter. So yeah, that's my that's my new uh, my new strat. We we need respectful replies only. I I agree. I've just been my new strategy for the past like week and a half has just been tweeting less. Uh, yeah, that's a good one too. But uh, I've just been I've been ignoring the discourse because honestly, just just let me get on my soapbox. A little yeah, bit. it's just tiresome. Like there's there's no reason. Just this is a general thing. You don't have to just argue with people all the time. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you can you can be civil about things, and also multiple things can be true at once. Everyone. Mm. Just because you believe in something doesn't mean that you're seeing the whole picture. Doesn't mean that the person you're arguing with is seeing the whole picture. Doesn't mean that I see the whole picture. I'm not claiming to be like omnipresent over all of this or anything. Omniscient. I think both ways. I've heard it both ways. Well, um, omnipresent just means you are everywhere. Omniscient means you know everything. Words with tie in the morning. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I just called myself God. If I said yeah. I was omnipresent. Which uh, podcast listeners are used to this in the intro. It's if I learn something. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Um, But it's like, there's, it's a complicated issue. There's a lot of different avenues. There's a lot of different ways to look at things just because you see things one way. doesn't mean that's the only way it can be seen. So let's, for example, take this Chris Middleton discourse. You can say, Oh Yeah. It doesn't matter because what he's doing right now in the regular season, look what he did in the finals. Look what he did in the playoffs. That's true. That's yeah. very true. That's a good way to look at it. You know how else you could look at it? You could look at it in the sense that that happened. What guarantee is that, that that's going to happen again? Because like you said, Ty, it's not like he's been a consistent playoff performer. He's had his highs in the playoffs for sure. Don't get me wrong. He's risen to the occasion on the highest level, on the highest stage. Man dropped 40 in the finals. But he's also at stinkers. We talked about this during the playoff run. Yeah. Like we can't just ignore history just to benefit our points. He's had stinkers in the playoffs too. Was that- Think back to the Raptors series in the conference finals oh. a few years ago. Yeah. Stinker. Yeah. A couple of them. Well, and uh, was that game two where Chris and Drew were so bad in the finals and the Bucks definitely yes, could because have Giannis, Giannis had 40 plus and they should have won that game. Yeah. But Chris and Drew we're providing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's, but it's, it's like, I, I just feel like, and this is like a discord, not even just basketball or sports. This is just a general discourse thing. Now there's just no nuance anymore. Like nobody cares. And I think, it, I think it stems from politics where everything has just become so like all the way one side or all the way the other side. It's like, no one is like, here's the, here's Chris Middleton, a flawed 
but great player who has come through when the Bucks needed him the most and you know let them down a couple times, but he's what they've got. And for a lot of reasons, even if you wanted to, there is no real path to upgrading Chris. I mean, I see all these, it's Dame time. Okay, yeah, you think Chris sucks, but the Blazers are like, yeah, we'll take Chris for Dame. Why not? Sorry, franchise cornerstone guy. We're either building around Dame or rebuilding. But let's just flip him for Chris. Why would we not? I mean, you got Chris. You got... Um, Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons. Nasir Little. That's a contender. Um, they kept Larry Nance. Oh, no. Larry Nance went to no, uh, he's New Orleans. New Orleans. Right? Oh, well. Yeah. You got Eric Bledsoe. They had, well, he's expiring. No, he's not expiring. Yeah, you got Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton. What could go wrong? Um, but... Some like, competitions, baby. There, yeah. <laughs> there's there's no real reason. Or there's no real availability, I think, to trade him. Like, I wouldn't trade him for CJ. I was having this conversation on our Discord. Like, who's the best player you could actually swap Chris for? And we don't have to dive deep into it. But it's not an inspiring list, I don't think. You can't. You can't trade him for anyone. He's in a weird spot. But here's the thing, Ty. This is... Like, people are going to assume that we're talking about this because we want to. You don't need to trade no, Chris. No, yeah, no. I'm not Absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's actually, just you know this what? is this is who he is. We have to accept that. I've accepted it. Have you have you accepted it? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is I, I've it's it's still frustrating. And I want to make this clear, too. It's not like we're saying Chris is beyond reproach. I think we are. I don't think this word works in this context, but we are reproaching him. He is being reproached by this mere acknowledgement that this is his game like it's not a positive we're not saying oh we love it when chris goes two for 12 and commits a terrible turnover at the end of a game but it's like it's just accepting like that's where we're at and there's going to be some games like this but it's you're allowed to criticize chris and i think that's the other side you're allowed to criticize just anyone again this is a general discourse thing you can recognize what this player does well does really well you can still believe in this player while also recognizing on a game-to-game basis when he stinks. Yeah, like the the 40-piece. That's fine. You can do that. The 40-piece in the finals does not erase the 2-for-12 game, and the 2-for-12 game does not erase the 40-point in the finals game. They're just two data points. They're two things that happen. Like, Like you said earlier, multiple things can be true. And I think that's why Chris in particular is such a lightning rod. Because he'll have so many multiple things that are true. It seems like he very rarely is at 25 and 5 on solid three point shooting, which is his averages this year, 19, 5 and 5. He's either at 14, 10 and 4 on two for a billion, or it's, you know, 28, 4 and 4 on really good shooting. Like, it's like he, the, the extremes are so vast, but we've seen like Chris Drew and Giannis play well. The Bucks almost always win, and you just need four four of those games in a series four times into championship. We know this because we saw it happen like literally last year. And again, that doesn't that doesn't mean like Chris is beyond no one. We we criticize Giannis like no one is beyond criticism on the Bucks, but it's just like being legitimate and genuine. And we're not always correct in our criticisms, but we just call it like we see it both ways. And I just. It's so funny when someone you, – you get a heat for either being like a Chris lover or a Chris hater. And it's just like, no, I'm just analyzing Chris. Like there's both. There's positives and negatives to his game. And it's just so weird that people get so upset. What are we, seven months from a championship? Like yeah. come on. It's, it's February. Like it sucks. You can be mad about the loss, but I don't get people who log on and want to like – 
have a death feud over the result. Like, Jesus, just log off if you're that mad about Bucks basketball in February. And it's like it's it's also the people who are like, oh, you can't be mad or why? Why yeah. is the well, it's like you're upset about other people's reaction. It's like, oh, you're one of the people who are criticizing Chris. Guess what? You don't believe in him. How could you have that reaction? I just I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, it's I, just, I just it's so tiresome. I, I think you can be as I, I think you can be as upset as you want, but you should like be don't. It's just weird. To don't notice. target that. Yeah. Upset at others. Just be upset with the Bucks and, and whatever. But yeah, I, I just the energy has been so weird lately, and it's just like everyone wants to be right so bad, and it's like I don't know. I mean, I guess I get it more for the people who, who are the diehard Chris believers who want to be right because at least then that's like, us. We're we're Chris believers. The Chris, but like. The, the fervent ones. Oh, okay. Like, you can't, you know, you can't say Chris ever. But, yeah, we both love Chris. I mean, we're both Chris stands, 22 up in the rafters for sure. Glad that he's on the team. Glad, hopefully he's on the team after this, this next contract. But, 100%. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just Chris. But we're though. also going to say if he had a bad game, he had a bad game. Yeah, because uh, it's just it's, 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 that, that's, you know, it's that simple. While we're on soapboxes, no one knows what slander is anymore. You say a player no. had a bad game. This is really Chris slander. It's not slander. He had a bad game. Like if you if you took if Chris Middleton took me to court, which first off very hard for a famous person to sue someone for slander or libel, which is good for us. But if Chris Middleton, and I'm sure Dante looked this up. If Chris Middleton took also, have you seen Dante's likes? Dante liked the Sixers tweet that said Embiid was the kid. Shut up, Dante. You have 100 turnovers. You're shooting 20% from three on the Kings as their sixth man. Just stop. Anyway. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If Chris Middleton took me to court, said I'm suing Ty Windish for slander, he said I had a terrible game. You know what I would do? I would pull up the box score and say, Your Honor. Two for 12 from three. 
And he would say, actually, he's right. Like, if you had a bad game, it's not slander. It's actually just facts. Like, you can't win a slander case if the if the charge is factual. And that should apply to Twitter. Like, I, I'm not making personal attacks on Chris. I'm not saying Chris is terrible or whatever else. He had a terrible game. It's a factual thing. And I don't get this weird obsession with, like, you say someone had a bad game and it's like, I think they're terrible and the Bucks should cut them and eat the cap hit. Like, no, just had a bad game. It happens. It's just everyone just goes to the extremes. That's yeah. just my takeaway. It's just it's not you, you don't have to be like that. You don't have to. is for distinguished Bucks watchers. Well, it'll take everyone else, though. Yeah, I mean, at least keep listening even if you're mad. Rate five stars. Or hopefully, we're hopefully we're just you know enlightening you. <laughs> I, I said I've got to get. Can't help himself. Um, do we have anything else on Chris? I, I, it's just like oh wait, actually I want to. I, I did want to wrap with a specific thought. I, the way I'm at, and I, I did tweet this the other day, is like um, upset with some of these performances for sure. Um, wishing he would play better, more consistently, which. You know, maybe we'll see. Maybe that will be the, the next step for Chris's career. We just haven't seen it yet. But still riding with him through the playoffs and expecting him, you know, when the chips are down, everything's on the table, game sixes, game sevens, that he's going to be there and and do enough for, for the Bucks and Giannis to win. Yeah, I, I think I think you will be. I think you'll be there. You know, it's just, again, like we've seen him do it. We've seen him rise up in those situations i think he'll be i think he'll be just fine yeah again this is what happens but also he might not be which we can look at these seeds that he's planting during the regular season and be like oh yeah maybe maybe we were onto something a little bit yeah who knows we can't decide until it happens yeah i think he's going to continue to befuddle everyone and i almost think like and this make a is, lot of money in the process. And make a ton what a of life. money. Make what a, a ton life. of money in the and not care at all about and by the way, Chris Absolutely has not. no no idea what's going on on Bucks Twitter, does not care. Um, which is which is just great. And I'm sure all these people who are like raging would see six foot eight, six foot seven, whatever, Chris Middleton in real life and say nothing. But like, can I get a pick, please? Like that's, oh, that's yeah. the other the fun. The it's like that part. that Bulls guy who said he was gonna run up on Grayson Allen. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Grayson. In that, I don't want to talk about that context of Grayson Allen. But okay, um, we're not going to talk about Grayson Allen because we're going to talk about All Star, which was over the weekend. Future, we can talk about future All Star Grayson Allen. I don't know if we can. <laughs> future three point contest? Did he have like the? Did he have the fifth or sixth strongest All Star case on the Bucks this year? Or no, fourth or fifth? Fourth or fifth? I think probably fifth. I think Bobby had a better one. Yeah, I think Bobby. Could did. you argue Pat? No. Over Grayson, not for All Star. Uh, I mean, Grayson's going to put up some flashier numbers. That's true. It was close for a little while there, but Pat tailed off toward the end. Anyway, get well soon, Pat. Uh, let's start with the skills and challenge. Oh yeah, true. Grayson Grayson should be back by probably the Saturday game, right? Who knows? Fair. Yeah, hopefully Bembry is back by then too. Um, but okay, skill the, the only bucks involved were in the skills challenge and the game, right? So no one in the dunk contest, 
Thankfully, I didn't watch. Seemed like an abomination. No one in the three-point contest, which I didn't watch out of spite for Bobby not making it. I don't care how badly he may have done. No Bucks-related people in the celeb game. I don't know. Actually, they had owner. Was it Lazary who played a couple years ago? I don't, yeah, he, he's played for like a few years in a row. He didn't yeah. do it this year, though. Yeah. Um, and then get me in the get me in the celebrity game. I want yeah, I want to do that before to, I die. Rohan wants to get in. The, if you just like put some thirst traps on IG, get a couple oh couple thousand followers, you might get in there. Um, and then there was, and we had no kids in the Rising Stars game. Mamu and Wara got snubbed, or and and Lindell got snubbed. So skills challenge. Really, what a better weird. case, Lindell or Mamu? Whew. I mean, if you take every single game into account, which obviously they had to have, had they had to have the field set by then, probably Lindell. They both yeah. would run on the international team, which is fun. Mm. All three of the Bucks guys who are eligible would have been right. War- no, the Rising War- Stars was a it was a different format this year. Oh yeah, it was just the teams. That's right. They should go yeah, back they- to the old one. No, I liked it. I liked oh, it. Oh really? Yeah, it was all right. I didn't watch all of it, but. Yeah, we watched the YouTube. We didn't. We took Saturday night off. No, that was, no, that was Friday. That was Friday. Oh yeah. Oh my God. They, why did they do three nights? Because they have the celeb game, Rising Stars on Friday. Then That's they have the All Star Saturday night. That's not enough to hold night. down a night. It's not. But they they're there anyway, and you don't want to make Saturday night like a massive thing that yeah. takes like ten hours. Well, I think you can get rid of some of it. Whatever. Okay, so let's talk about the skills challenge, which had a Tedekumpos in it. Yeah, which n- neither of us watched live. We didn't watch any no, of these live. No. I watched the All-Star Game live. Yeah, same. same. Okay. But yeah, this stuff, no. Um, so it was Giannis, Thanasis, and Alex Atetokounmpo, because Costas is overseas. And there's a lot of shooting in this iteration of the Skills Challenge, which did not bode well for Team Atetokounmpo. Um, it was really weird. I thought that like only one of the there were there three or four challenges I think, and only one of them the whole the whole team was involved at once, right? Yeah, it was like that passing one, right? Yeah, there was. Oh no, there was two. There was the passing one, and then like the gauntlet thing where you had to pass and then run through in a certain amount of time. So yeah. it starts yeah. with just a shooting contest where only one guy gets to go, and Giannis did it. No, I thought it was just one total. They all got to do it? I think they all got to do it, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just one. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. Did you see all of them do it on your video or just Giannis? I saw just Giannis, but I saw other highlights later where oh. Thanasis was shooting. Oh, see, I mean, why, why would that? It said full challenge, the video I watched, and now I'm exposed for not having watched it. But the shooting thing did not go well for Team Antetokounmpo. Uh, Giannis started so hot, made the five pointer, made a three pointer, and then no, it just fell off the rails. (laughs) It fell off fast, but you know, they were going up against team rookie, which I, did they end up winning or no team Cavs did, right? Cavs did. They they were both good teams. So team rookie, was it Cade, Evan Mobley and Josh Giddy? And then, um, team. No, no, no. Mobley was on team's Cavs. Yeah. Who was on, who else was on team? Oh, uh, Scotty Barnes. Yeah. And and Mobley, uh, Garland, and um, Jared Allen. Allen were team Cavs. Am I missing a team or are there only three? No, there are only three. Okay. And yeah, those other teams had a uh, bit more shooting than Team Atetokounmpo, um, to put it lightly. A bit more non-G-leaguers. Yeah, a little bit more <laughs> non, non-G-leaguers as well. Um, but Giannis tried his best to carry. 
Um, the shooting, if it, he missed a lot of shots that night. I, I don't know if Giannis took the prep for this as serious as a typical game. I hope he didn't and had some fun with his bros instead. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of a fun event, but super weird. I Here's my thing. I realized this when I was watching. Do you think that Giannis did that just so he could say, like, guess who's not skilled if he won it? No, I think Giannis did that just so he could make the Nasus and Alex participants in All Star no, no. Weekend. No, but it's like the skills challenge. You could you could do it some. You could, if Giannis wants to change the format of something, he'll change the format of something. I, like we saw that this year. Yeah, so but I, I think I, you can't I, tell me that's not in the back of his head, though. No, I I don't think so because I don't know. I think it was because like what other they're not going to let the Nasus in the three point contest. <laughs> Come on. Like, I don't think Giannis has that much sway. He's just like, you know what? Actually, it's me, Steph, Thanasis, Alex. And Adam was like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen, Chris, Drew. Um, and we'll if we just have Fox and too. Steph. Yeah, Fox oh, and Clay Steph too. Is there. Clay, and, Clay as well. Um, but and I don't, I don't think they would let they should have let the Atenecumpo take over the dunk contest. That would have That's been what bad. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They could have if they would have done that. But also, like, you can't tell me that Giannis didn't want to be, like, crowned the most skilled or whatever. Could Giannis really have expected to win with this team? Probably oh, of course. Did. Of course. Did. Bro, like, if it was a different format, they would have won because Giannis would have carried them to victory. He's a two-time MVP playing against Scotty Barnes. Yeah, but it's not a game. It's a skills challenge. That's I know. I know. So are you are you saying Giannis isn't skilled? Is that what you're saying, Ted? He wasn't skilled enough on, on Saturday, uh, Friday night or Saturday night. It was it – was, it was this, this was Saturday, right? Yeah, this was Saturday. Okay. No, no. It was Friday. Did, so they do no, Friday? it was Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the passing thing was a weird one. Like they have to – That's weave. the one they won. Yeah, well, because Giannis carried. Giannis had like triple the points of the other two. Yeah, what a, he's what, he's one of the best passers in the league. Yeah, and well, like he was the only. I think he made like all of his passes. The Nasus just missed sometimes. Some of Alex's came up a little bit. Alex, short. yeah, they were short. Like he couldn't even throw them. All the way. Yeah, Giannis said that Alex was the best at Kubo. I don't know if I'm buying that that line. I'm still Giannis. gonna go with you, Giannis. Yeah, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna uh, tentatively say Giannis is the best at Kubo for now. Um, but also, I will say, in fairness, Giannis hogged the high points ones. Like they, he basically said. The Nasus switch with me every so often because you couldn't just stay at one. And then then go over and switch with Alex. I don't really care about that. I'm going to nail all of these. And he did. Um, and then the, the obstacle course. Yeah, I thought it was kind of stupid that actually making the shot didn't really matter, at least according to the commentary. So, like, the obstacle course, you make a pass. And I think I think TA hit it. I think Alex missed it, if I remember right. But yeah. All three of them missed, like, every jumper. Like, you had to take a free throw slash runner and a three, a corner three. I don't think any of them made any of it. But it sounded like the broadcast was like, it doesn't really matter. You just have to, like, take the shots. That's yeah. Not, that's not skills. How is that skills if you just throw the ball? How up? is like, any of this skills? Well, you know, passing, shooting. 
dribbling passing through goals? a giant if it you was way if you hit big. the it was yeah if you hit big. the yeah. end of that that's a turnover like you're like yeah. the defender is going to go get that that is not a show of passing acumen <laughs> yeah no the the they definitely made the, people were saying that that was i think the most often levied concern about this was like the circle is way too big and it was for the passing things but like the fact that you don't like there's no penalty for not making the shot it's like that's silly like take off two seconds or something it's yeah, exactly. I mean, it wouldn't have helped. I mean, it wouldn't have helped Team Kubo for sure. I think that kept them in it. But and then yeah, the end of it is just like it's like a shooting contest, and they didn't know that. No one knew the rules They're because like, there was a tie between the between Team Cavs and then uh, Team Atetokounmpo to go to the finals to face the rookie. Uh, team, so they ended up with a shooting contest between Darius Garland and Thanasis Antetokounmpo just to make a three. Uh, shockingly, <laughs> Darius Garland made it, and Thanasis <laughs> did not. It was in the other order, though. It was kind of sad. Ta takes one and bricks <laughs> it pretty bad, and Garland just steps up and sinks it so easily. And I was like, "Oh, that was, that was so funny." It's uh well and, and the uh so Giannis thought they were all gonna get to go and they just let TA go first because he's the oldest. Um and then it was just TA, so I think Giannis would have liked to have taken the shot if there was just one. It's kind of wild that Giannis is the best shooter out of out of all of them. He's just the best in general. So. Well, everyone knows that part, but like you figure if you're Alex, like you kind of just have one job, right? Like just Become the shooter of the family to balance out the when they all play together. Well, who's going to teach him? <laughs> I don't know. He, okay, <laughs> he grew up in America when Giannis was already an NBA player. Like, go. I don't know. I, I guess I I was going to say Bucks people, but they also tried to teach Giannis. He is shooting fifty percent from three this season with the Raptors nine hundred five. On what attempts? One per game. Yeah, there we it's go. Something that's he's taking what 20? 20. He's ten for twenty. We needed more in this exhibition, Alex. And maybe is Costas better shooter than Giannis? Probably not. I wouldn't assume so. Do you think Costas was pissed that this was this year and not last year, or else he would have gotten to do it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. he never he's never shot an NBA three. I this is my shock face. I mean, in twenty two games, you would have thought at one point you're gonna shoot one. No. He went 0 for 3 in his first season from the field. 3 for 3 his second season. Balance. I think we're done with the skills challenge. <laughs> yeah, sorry about the All-Star game. Um, pretty fun game, actually. It was. It I enjoy was. the All-Star game now. No, it's good. The Elam ending is fantastic. They really saved the game doing that. Uh, so you guys know how it works at this point. Do I need to explain it? They go quarter by quarter, and then they add 24. To the, the to the leading team score after the third quarter, and there's no clock, no commercials, which is crucial. Whoever gets there first wins. Exactly. So I think team team LeBron, which Giannis was on, and then team Durant, which Chris was on, and not Kevin Durant. Uh, there's just a lot of players missing from both teams. But uh, team LeBron, uh, as we covered earlier, just just a goaded team. Although a really close game. It was. It was a very close game. But it's also, like, an exhibition game. But, like, Team team LeBron is clearly better, and they showed that at the end. But here's the thing. I, I, I agree. Team LeBron wins the first quarter. All those quarter scores are hilarious. 47 to 45. 
Then Team Durant wins 49 to 46 the second quarter, tied third quarter, 25 to 21 in the fourth, final score 163-160. Pretty close game, even in that fourth quarter. Kind of because everybody wanted Steph to like break more records and he just could not hit a three after, admittedly, after getting to 50 points and hitting 16 of his 27 threes. At one point, he was like nine for 10 or something. It wasn't that, but it was something pretty damn ridiculous. So they just funneled him shots for a while in the fourth. And I think he only hit like one three in the fourth. But yeah, he couldn't he couldn't get it like he was two points shy of tying Anthony Davis's scoring record in the All-Star game, which, yeah. by the way, happened pre Elam ending. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's harder now for sure. It's you're basically scoring half as many points in the last quarter as you do in in a typical. Yeah, otherwise it would be like 200. It would be like 200, 200. I will say though, during there were points. I mean, the Giannis fun stuff is fun. Steph getting hot was fun. There are points early in these games where I'm still like, oh, this is not that fun to watch. Like first quarter, it's just a layup line, and it's just like, okay, like we don't. Like it's, game, you got to do something exciting with it, like John Morant throwing down the reverse yes. alley oop, like that's fun. Yeah, but like you know, Rudy Gobert is just like dunk. And oh, Rudy got piled on. I shouldn't. I, I won't. No, Rudy. Rudy had a three sixty. Rudy had a really nice one. He had a couple less nice ones as well. At one point, I remember tweeting like, "It'd be great if uh, Rudy Gobert won All Star MVP on just like." 18 of 18 uncontested dunks like that'd be that'd be good content he only had three shots in the game but he was just getting torn up by draymond getting booed like poor rudy gobert no the the funniest part was like draymond were you watching the tbs one i saw the clip i wasn't watching it i i I was i was watching tbs oh okay um it was just like draymond was uh someone was asking draymond about like oh you play like gobert like uh uh, Jared Allen. It's like, don't compare me to one of those guys. It's like, yeah. oh, you don't want to be compared to Jared Allen? It's like, nah, the other guy. Yeah. And then like five seconds later, he's throwing down a 360 and Kenny Kenny asked Draymond, oh, can you do that? And he's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Draymond, Draymond, t- like, Draymond got booed so loudly and he bowed. Uh, to start the game, that was in, awesome. In Cleveland, that was, that was cool. Same with state. Steph was saying thank you. <laughs> Everyone booing. Steph, Steph got All Star MVP in front of that crowd, so I think he got the last laugh there. But uh, Giannis and the oh, no, I was just gonna say like I'm so glad they did the Elam ending because even like even pre Elam ending, the fourth quarters were better. Teams tried a little bit harder, but there was just there's way too much of the like just open open dunks with no defense, wide open layups, all like. That stuff, I mean, it's kind of fun to watch the guys, like, basically shoot around, but it's not all-star Saturday night main event fun. But then by the end of the game, it's like, okay, they're actually trying. Now it is fun. Trying to an extent, at least. Um, but Giannis, I thought I had a, another really strong all-star Giannis is the reason they won that game. I'm sorry, Steph, but you he almost was. lost them the game in the fourth. Giannis, Giannis won them the game. I think Giannis had was probably had the best overall game of anyone in the All Star game. Again, um, did not, and I knew he wasn't going to get MVP. And I, I no, mean, Steph deserved it. I mean, it was yeah. it's an All Star game that was fun as hell. Even though he fell off a little bit toward the end, he still put up fifty damn points. Broke the threes record pretty handily. Broke in the, the third quarter. Broke the record for most threes in a quarter twice in the same game. I think he broke it in the second and then re-broke it in his own record in the third. But he was he was unconscious. He deserved it. But Giannis, 30 points, 12 boards, 6 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, only 1 turnover, 15 of 21 from the field, 
over three from deep, and he wanted one to fall too. He did. Each one of them, you could tell. He's like, "Oh, I need to make a three. Couldn't do it. But just an awesome overall game. Played so, a little bit of defense, less than people are used to. But he's such a fun all star. He did player. at the end though. Did you see it? There was like he, he was playing rim protector. There was like a three v one, and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not going in there." Yeah. Well, his, <laughs> like he did turn a three on one. His volleyball spike of the alley oop was incredible. It was backhanded. It shows you how much he's evolved as a defender because it looked like he was going to go up to contest the shot and he stops at the last second because everyone was throwing these crazy alley-oops. And he basically just like, yeah, like handballs it out of there. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's just... This it guy's in a Luca reverse layup. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> just no uh, one mails it in. Okay, Second to Jimmy Butler, oh, no yeah. one mails it in more than Luca, which is Jimmy Butler is not a fun All Star player. Like he literally he doesn't play. He, he just doesn't want to play. He goes out there, gets two steals, throws an assist, like whatever. Like it's just not. If you're a non-shooting forward who's also not extra explosive, it's really not a fun format. And it no, he, f- it's it's not even just, like he can obviously put on a show if he wants to. Like he's still he's yeah. still a high class NBA athlete. He just doesn't want to. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not his game. The funny thing was Jokic after the game. One of the Denver guys there asked him, like, do you know, like, do you like All-Star? And he's like, I don't really know what to do. <laughs> it's like, because he's so used to, like, these precise passes through windows and, like, knowing how the offense moves and, like, seeing the game. And there's just nothing to see. Like, it's just like, like, there's times he's at the top of the key and everybody else is just, like, pulling these shots. And he's, like, waiting to go into a DHO with somebody. Like, there was a couple to Giannis where he's just, like, shovel out to Giannis. And I was like, Yo, Joker, you should probably take that shot, man. Like, have some fun here. Yeah. He does end four for five. He nearly had a triple-double despite not knowing what Of course do. he did. <laughs> yeah, he had ten points, nine boards, eight assists in 21 minutes. But it was, that was just a hilarious uh, quote from him. Yeah, it was uh, it was just a fun game overall. Uh, Chris Middleton on the oh, other God. side, not a not a great performance. One for eight. Uh, he yeah. hit a three. He had a dunk blocked by Giannis. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the quote from Giannis after the game? I did. I didn't know I did. it was Chris. He knew it was Chris. Yes, yeah, he definitely did. He looked he looked a little frustrated though. But it's, so it's like maybe I believe him a little, but also like of course you definitely wanted to block Chris's dunk. Like come on, Giannis. Like you don't yes. have to be humble. Was this the first time we saw them play each other? Yes. Was then the same team, both of the – because they made the All-Star together twice before this year, right? Yes. I knew they were on the same team And Giannis once. was could... captain both times. Oh, so yeah, of course. He's always going <laughs> to – yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, Chris actually played more than I would have expected. He ends up logging 21 minutes, which is – I know Levine's kind of hurt, but more than Levine, more than Gobert, more than Towns. About as many as LaMelo at 22. But um, DeJounte Murray, who had a really good game, and Devin Booker both played more. No, it was a, it was a, it was an all-star performance for Chris Middleton. Like he's going to take a bunch of shots. Yeah. Like, he, he tried, he tried to, yeah, that, that's the funny, say, that's why I, I will say he, he's the one who tried to cut backdoor on Giannis. What do you expect? Like you don't have, <laughs> there's true. not, there's no plays drawn up. He doesn't have to do that. Like if you are going to try and backcourt or backdoor cut Giannis while he's around the rim, you should probably know what to expect, Chris. Like, I'm not buying. I don't think he's tried to tell the sob story, but I'm not going to buy any sob story because it's like you kind of know what's going on when you go into his airspace, man. 
Yeah, like you you should know better than anyone else on the court what yeah. happens. Like you you predicate your entire system defense on Giannis helping backside. <laughs> and he's like, no, but maybe it'll be different if I go for it. And it, it was not different. Was I mean, to be block. fair, maybe he didn't expect like Giannis to actually try and block it. He's seen him play in all-star games before, man. Was that the fourth That's quarter true. or the third quarter? I think it was the third. It was second half, though. Like first half, you probably get away with it. Not in the second half. Giannis uh, I think Giannis time. would have tried in the first half. <laughs> Probably. Can you can you imagine if Chris yammed it on Giannis though? Oh man, Perk would have been on whatever show at the top of the hour, just saying like Batman. I told you, Batman, Batman, and Robin. Oh, uh, just as a side note, that that Perk State Farm commercial is hilarious. I didn't even see it. Oh, it's like uh, Jake is asking Malika like something about like. Uh, how do you guys come up with your takes then if they're not carefully nuanced? So do you just see Perk spinning around on a baseball bat, throwing a dartboard, throwing a dart at a dartboard? It's like, oh, yeah, Perk, you've done it again. It's like the shot clock isn't real. Time is an illusion. <laughs> like That's his take. For the, it's, it's very funny. That's good a, job, that's a, that's a good one. Shout to Perk for being self-aware. One last All-Star game note. Why did Chris Paul play real possessions? I don't know. So if you're not aware, I guess we had real NBA news right before the game. He's got an avulsion fracture. He's going to miss maybe the rest of the regular season. It's six to eight weeks. Playoffs start in seven weeks. He's going to be reevaluated in six to eight weeks. Could be earlier. We don't know. But And they said he's going to log some minutes. So I figure he checks in. Somebody does a take file and he checks out. He played two minutes. And two minutes obviously is not a lot. But he actually played. Like, he was dribbling. He's going for steals. He's Yeah, he's dribbling with one hand. He did he's, layups. He's, uh, exactly. Like, he tried. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's so silly. Like, you know what I saw? And I don't know if what? this was before or after the game, but Chris Paul is now number one in assists in All-Star Game history. Oh, my one God. One ahead of Magic Johnson. Oh my goodness! So I don't know Chris if that screenshot Paul. was like I don't know if he came in. Before I think he. Or if I think he, he said. I think he told Draymond he wants to log it, come in, log in, and get one assist. He didn't though, so it must have been before. Oh, so then what are you doing, Chris? Yeah, and also he, like he Monty Williams is the coach. Yeah, I know that was the other thing. So I, I, I think it was like Jared Dubin or someone was like, I'm sure the Suns are thrilled that Chris Paul is playing. It was Bontemps. It was Bontemps. Oh, it was Bontemps. You're right, Tim Bontemps. And I, I quoted and I was like. I mean, clearly they are. Their coach is the one letting him play. And I know Chris Paul is a star and says a lot, but it's not like there's some rival coach doing the uh, – uh, who was it? Nick Nurse who ran so – Nick Nurse ran somebody somebody injured into the ground, right? Was that yeah. Isaiah Thomas? Or who was that? I don't remember. I don't remember. Now. Somebody. He's probably, he's I know, definitely Nurse. Though. I know this is a talking point that Nurse like purposefully – and it's like just check yourself out. It's an all-star game, but whatever. Um but yes, or no, it was Kemba. It was Kemba. It's Kemba Walker. But again, it's like Kemba. Just don't like these guys. Come on, it's an All Star game. Like the Bucks would just say you don't want to play. <laughs> yeah, or just again, like log two minutes or whatever. I mean, Kemba's thing it was like a running his knee into the ground. I think it was just like just don't do that much. But I know it's a big deal for players. But I thought that was pretty silly. It was stupid. Uh, yeah, I guess the one last All Star game thing is the uh the nba 75 celebration was so cool yeah that was very, so very cool. cool we'll we'll talk more about that with adam and jordan yeah yeah uh, we need our history guys to really dive in there but it was such a cool moment Giannis being one of the 75 best players at 27 is still a wild un, un, undisputed by the way undeniably oh yeah i um, yeah no one there, there were a lot of people who various folks had issues with being there not one with Giannis. 
you can't. And it's just incredible. And it was a great moment. Just uh, just him getting getting that moment as shine. You could tell he was taking it into, which yeah. is really cool. And that that event just in general was so cool. Yeah, it's, Jordan it's... shows up after going to Daytona. It's just is is fantastic. He looks like he watched the the clip of him saying telling Magic, "Let's go play one on one right now," and he's deadpan. Oh, he yeah. just looks so serious. It that was amazing. It's um, I think it's like it's it makes up for, and I think the NBA should make keep doing this strongly. Is like the seventy five and all this stuff. It makes up for in a way the basketball, not NBA basketball Hall of Fame, like letting a lot of guys in, which is a problem people have with it. This is a better way to like really acknowledge the greatest of the greats and like getting them together. I didn't ex- I didn't expect them to get them together when they first announced this. It was super cool to see, and I hope they continue to do uh, this kind of stuff going forward. Same, same. It was a really cool moment, but uh, unfortunately, that's all we have today for this episode of the Eurostep here on the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Like we said. We're going to have another pod coming in a few days here with Adam and Jordan, which we'll get into a lot more stuff about. Uh, But if you did enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe. Leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Five stars, five stars only. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the Substack, uh, gspn.substack.com. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube USF Podcast Network on YouTube. Follow us all. uh, Pod random, go Bucks, and we'll talk to you next time.